stories of innovation and success from the vibrant communities of rural Nova Scotia. This is Ignited. Hey there, welcome to Ignited the Podcast, where we celebrate innovation and rural success. I'm Wade Cleveland with the rural innovation hub, Ignite, a place that brings startups and industry, youth and community together with the goal of making an impact on rural communities everywhere. This is part three of our series delving into the mind of an entrepreneur, some of the mental tools they need to acquire and some things they may need to overcome on their journey. And as before, I'm joined by Michelle Hurlbert, a mentor and coach who works primarily with women entrepreneurs and leaders through her company, 3D Life Inc. Thank you for this. It is always great to have these conversations, and I I really look forward to them. I do as well, Wade. Uh, I love the topic of the series, and I think that there's a a lot of useful information that we've been chatting about and are going to continue continue chatting about. This time through, we're calling this the the lost art of building relationships, and I, I I feel it's a lost art. In this day and age, we are so much more capable of global connection, but yet we're in a state of such vast disconnection, personally and professionally, I believe. Technology is definitely part of it. I also believe that the the pandemic had a, a big role to play in that disconnection. We had lockdown, there was fear of being around other people. There's still that subconscious little background fear I'm, I, I'll use the, I'll use that term of, well, do I need to? Should I go? Should I be there? Is it going to make a difference if I'm there in person or if I meet them virtually or we have a text conversation? So yes, technology is part of it, but I, I believe the pandemic played a big role as well over the last few years. I think that's really fair. When you're dealing with things like a global pandemic that we all kind of went through, I think it becomes easier to justify just staying home sometimes. Definitely, uh, because it's comfortable. There, you're not thinking about being on alert, being aware of you know who's around, how close are they. And I'm not just saying that for a pandemic, like because of COVID, but also because we've gotten used to having our own space and having other people come into it again, it's a shift. As human beings, we're social, we're social creatures. We're meant to be connected with other people. But again, if especially if you are introverted, being home alone and being on lockdown probably wasn't such a horrible experience because it's comfortable. Uh, before we get going, I, I kind of want to ask this question because we, we did talk about the fact that, you know, there are introverts, there are extroverts. So some people are just more comfortable in interacting with people than others. If you are that introverted person, how do you overcome that inner fear? And maybe that's a big part of that, of getting past that before you start your ability to build relationships. That's a tough one, isn't it? It's a big one. Absolutely. It comes down to what is your why? What is your purpose in doing? And I'm thinking of entrepreneurs. If you're an introverted entrepreneur, depending on what your business model is, you may or may not need to be in contact with people. Um, a lot of your business, if it's, especially if it's an online business, may you're dealing with technology and you're dealing with people um, across the lines of communication through phone or through 
Zoom or wherever. But at the same time, there is a, there's still a need for human connection. There's still a need, and, and whether that's friends or family, they could be it for you. But as an entrepreneur, building relationships is going to come back to who do I need in my world as an entrepreneur and how can I contribute to their world as well? So relationships are back and forth. Um, I was thinking about this before we started talking and there are some people, I come back to sales and marketing techniques and the old traditional snake oil salesperson going and saying, you need this. But you can be strategic about building relationships in your business or for your business. The warning or the caution here is, are you being true to yourself? Are you being real? Or is it a, a one-sided thing? For example, if I said, okay, I'm going to build a connection with Wade because Wade has a podcast and I can get on that podcast. And <laughs> is that how it does happen? <laughs> and so I for example, hypothetically, I create a connection with you because I think you can give me something or you can help promote my business. But there's no back and forth there. So in my mind, strategically, I've planned this connection, hypothetically. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And yet I'm only thinking of it from my side as opposed to how could this also be a win-win for Wade? How do I contribute to Wade and the podcast and the content that you're wanting to share through Ignite for entrepreneurs? So there is there there can be strategy involved, but it really in order to build true, real connections, it's a win win. It's a back and forth. And honestly, if you're not the right fit for someone or they're not the right fit for you, you don't have to have that connection. For some people, it's just easy to, to build relationships. For other people, it's a little more difficult. But there are little things, little tricks to kind of teach yourself that make building relationships with others a little bit easier. Things as simple as, well, you and I are looking at each other's eyes. You look people in the eye. And I find that there are a lot of people out there who have lost that ability. Building a relationship can be as simple as being in that moment and looking somebody in the eye and letting them know that the important part of what's going on at this moment is the conversation you're having with them. Yes, I I agree. One of the things about building relationships is being present. And so if you're having a five-minute conversation with someone and it doesn't have to last any longer than five minutes, sometimes I believe we think that when we start talking with someone, it has to be long, especially if we're trying to get to know somebody. It doesn't always have to be long, but being present in that moment and saying, okay, this is going to be a five-minute conversation. Great. Uh, I'll get to know who they are. They'll get to hear what I have to say and what, but the art is being present, staying present, but also being curious about the other person. And so if everybody's doing that, then when you and I are having a conversation, a five-minute conversation to get to know each other a little bit better, you're going to ask me questions about me and I'm going to ask questions 
to you about you and what you do. So it's a, again, it's a back and forth. It's a, a serve and return, if you will, that is necessary for people to feel when they leave that conversation that they were heard, they were seen, and the other person was interested enough to stay in it with them. And that goes for yourself included, like be interested in the other person to stay in in that conversation with them as long as it needs to be, Uh, and whether that's five minutes or 15 minutes. But remembering people are human beings. And so even when people are talking about something you're not overly excited about, you think, yeah, this isn't really a fit for me, they're still human. And so being present with them, staying curious is really important. How does one do that other than, you know, the the staying curious and looking in the eye? Do you have any kind of suggestions when it comes to that kind of thing? And we're talking initial now. It's not it's not so much a building of a relationship as as an encounter where you, you're just getting to know somebody quickly. Right. And and I will make just this statement about people looking others in the eye. Sometimes we have to be a little careful of that and making the assumption that they they should be. Culturally, there are cultures in the world where looking someone in the eye is disrespectful or it's not appropriate. And so it it part of that can be cultural. Oh, that's interesting. I, and to be honest, I, although now that you say it, I've heard it before, I always, that's one of the things that was hammered into me, I guess, at a young age is you, you meet somebody, firm handshake, of course, it, it was, you know, it was many years ago. So the firm handshake and look them in the eye. Yes, yes. But that's our culture. Exactly, exactly. The other part, the other part of that is there's a level of safety that people need to that people need to feel when meeting new people. And if you're someone who is a little shy or someone who is a bit uncertain about the environment, maybe it's a new place that you're meeting someone or it's a, a, a brand new person and you're just you know, we all are a little bit nervous when meeting somebody new. That's just par for the course. But knowing and understanding who you are and what who what your business is, why you're doing that business, increases your confidence in being able to talk about yourself, being able to talk about your business and why you're doing what you're doing. It also gives you an opportunity to say, okay, if I love my business this much, or if I'm as passionate about my business as I am, then the person I'm going to be talking to probably is about theirs too. So tap into that. It's much easier to ask, oftentimes, it's much easier to ask somebody else about them than it is to talk about yourself. That's very true. Right? So if you're, you are someone who is maybe a little shy or worried or uncertain about talking about yourself right off the bat, if you immediately launch into this is who I am and this is what I do and this is how great and wonderful and fantastic it is, you might not make the same impression as if you were to say, my name's Michelle, I have a a business 3D Life Inc., I do leadership coaching and development. 
what do you do or what are you like what 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 are you excited about in your business right now asking that those questions to get other people talking helps them feel more comfortable too and because they realize that you're interested and when we show interest in other people and in their stories or in their businesses that sets a, a greater tone a greater level of comfort for both of you if you're an entrepreneur, you may want to consider becoming an Ignite resident. Residency at Ignite will give you the resources, mentorship, and space you need to grow your startup or idea. You'll become part of an incredible support network, a community that's dedicated to seeing you succeed. But don't just take my word for it. Book a tour of Ignite and see what we have to offer you. Go to IgniteAtlantic.com. When it comes to entrepreneurs, is it useful to have that kind of elevator pitch in your mind about who you are. Of course, sometimes what we do, for example, at Ignite, uh, we do a lot of networking events, and I will reference that as we kind of move along in this conversation. Is it good for everyone to kind of have clear in their mind who they are in that short three or four minute elevator pitch? I feel that there's a fine line between having an elevator pitch and using it in appropriate times and situations. When you go to a networking event or when you're meeting somebody new, I prefer to think about how can I have conversations with people? Sometimes the elevator pitch can come across as just salesy. It's just, I'm here to make connections and sell you something or have you contribute to my business in some form or manner, which there's a time and place for that. I look at networking as how can I have conversations with people and connect with people as opposed to, especially when I'm meeting them for the first time, as opposed to trying to quote unquote sell them something. Yes, it's great to know who you are and what you're doing, but it's much more effective when you're just being you and when you are looking to find out more about other people. That's where genuine relationships begin. Relationships and selling can go hand in hand, but through conversation. It has to be real. It has to be real. It has to be authentic. It's, it's got to be, it has to be genuine. I'd rather get to know someone first and through conversation come around to, oh, what do you do? What do you, what's your business? Otherwise, it comes across as insincere anyway. Exactly. Exactly. It's just a transaction as opposed to um, a connection. And transactions happen every day with you swipe your card, <laughs> off you go. <laughs> so you don't want to be a card swiper when you go to <laughs> a networking event, <laughs> for I example. I like that. Yeah. Don't be a card swiper. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. that, that is. It's, it is. It's all about connections. And if there's one thing I've learned um, in the time that I've been here particularly, although, you know, I've spent my whole life uh, building connections, learning people's stories is valuable. It's valuable to them, and it gives them, it empowers them. And it's valuable to you because you don't know what you're gaining. I, I, I'm like an energy vampire sometimes, and I, I don't mean that in a bad way, but I do feed off positive energy and so I try my best to give it out and get some back and in those exchanges you can learn so much about people and 
you never know when that is going to be valuable as an entrepreneur, just as a human being. When we make those connections with people, everybody has a story. And people would rather hear the story than what you have or how you do it. They want to hear the story behind it. They want to know why you're doing it. That sense of purpose is really important because that's where your values come through. When you're talking with people in conversation, you get a sense of who they are and what kind of person they are. Because when they're telling stories or when you're having a, a, a real conversation about something, as opposed to just selling something, you're going to get a deeper understanding and a deeper appreciation for who they are and, and their and vice versa for who you are when you're telling the story and the why behind what you're doing. Much quicker relationship building doing it that way than saying, hey, I've got this thing I think you need. When you touch on somebody's passion, it is an amazing thing to watch somebody's eyes light up and, and have them talk more quickly sometimes. And, and sometimes people will, will stumble because they're excited. And when you, can, when you can touch that, and it doesn't happen all the time. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do sometimes because people have walls. Yes. They do. And Canadians are a wonderful people when it comes to chatting about the weather or about things that, things that don't really matter. And it always seems to be that, that beginning stage in a conversation. How do we get past that? I like to go in with a bigger question. So instead of saying, hey, Wade, what do you do? I might say, Wade, what excites you right now about what you're doing? What are you really excited about right now? Because that is a, a wide open question. I'm going to get so much information from you talking about what you're really excited about going on, even if I don't know what you do. I'm going to get more information from that question than if I say, okay, Wade, tell me, tell me what you do and, and where you do it and who you do it with. Because when you start talking about what you're excited about, for example, and that's just one big question example, you're going to give me so much more information than you would if I led with the, so what do you do, right? Because when we ask that question, what do you do, most of the time people have their elevator pitch ready. And that's what you get, a two-minute condensed version. Emotionless. Emotionless. Where do, where do you go in the conversation from there? Whereas if I ask, what are you really excited about right now, Wade? You're going to give me so much more. And you're going to connect with me better because I've asked you a real question. I've asked you a genuine, I want to know question. To me, networking is a superpower. It really is. And there is so much that you can get out of a room when people gather around. And, and since I've been here, let's go back to Ignite. Since I've been here, we've done a lot of socials because I find that that's where you have no idea what's going to happen in that room. It's like putting a bunch of atoms together and seeing which ones collide. You can't predict it. It is a wonderful thing to watch from a distance. It's a great thing to be a part of. And so we do this fairly often. Asking what, what are you excited about right now in your business is a great way to start. The idea of building relationships and connections is having conversations 
And in order to have those conversations, you can plan to lead with a question. You can plan to you can plan that in advance. You can ask everybody, every new person you meet, you can ask exactly the same question. You don't have to have different questions for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, just to make it easier to get started. If you're really uncomfortable doing it, and maybe if you're that uncomfortable, you probably didn't show up at the networking event. But if you are kind of uncomfortable with it, how do you break that? How do you, I guess it's as simple as saying, okay, I'm going to do this regardless. Is that how you move yourself out of that comfort zone and into something that feels almost dangerous sometimes? Because, you know, people often, there are plenty of people out there who have a real fear of walking up to somebody. And it's, it's, it can be anything. It could be a lack of, lack of self-confidence. It can be many other factors. But how do you move out of that? How do you make yourself? Look for someone you already know. If, you're, if there's someone in the room you already know and they're talking with someone that you don't, join them. Walk over. It doesn't mean that you have to interrupt the conversation, but you can go stand there. And most of the time, the person you know is going to go, oh, hey, hi, Wade. Nice to see you. And keep talking. But then it kind of warms you up to being in front of that person that you don't know. So use the people who are in the room that you already know to help guide that those those new conversations that's perfectly fine they may also know someone else you can look at them and say the person that you know look at them and say i don't know that person over there do you know them could you introduce me those there are ways to go about it where it doesn't have to be you taking the leap i mean taking the leap is good if if you can work up that courage you can work up that because it's a skill to be able to do as an entrepreneur. And as an entrepreneur, you're going to be working with people all the time. Whether you're online in a tech business or not, you're still on the other end of whatever. And on the other end is another human being. Yes, exactly. I can't believe how fast this has gone by. We're coming to the end of this. Do you have any any more tips? The other part of building relationships is not just being able to speak, not just being able to talk, but being able to listen. So it comes back to that idea of being present and really listening to the other person. Even if it's just for a few minutes, it's going to make a world of difference to how they feel about you when you move on or you leave that person. Hopefully, you get the same in return when you're talking with someone. Unfortunately, not everyone is going to have the same skills uh, and not everybody's going to listen to this podcast. So... (laughs) Imagine, and they they're sh- missing out. And they are. Uh, but but listening is a massive, a massive skill that, as you alluded to before, you know, people are, have their hands in their pocket or have their phone in their hand, and you can tell that their brain is kind of off in left field somewhere because they're thinking about other things. If you're at a networking event or if you are somewhere where the intention is to meet new people, listen just as much as you talk. In fact, listen more than you talk. Uh, if you're out and about and you're visible and you're talking with people and you're talking about your business and you're interested and genuinely listening and curious about other people, they're going to remember you. And that's what you want. That's a good spot to leave it. Michelle, these are always a lot of fun. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. I, I love doing them. They're fantastic. They're, they're a lot of fun. 
If you want to reach out to Michelle, her website is 3dlifeinc.com, and that's the number three. You can also follow her on Facebook as 3D Life Inc. and on LinkedIn as Michelle Hurlburt. To find out more about rural innovation and what Ignite does, check out igniteatlantic.com. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you subscribed to Ignited, shared us with your friends, and gave us a good review. And we'd love to hear from you. Any comments or suggestions about the podcast or what you'd like to hear on it are most welcome. My email is wade, W-A-D-E, at igniteatlantic.com. Send me a line. Next time, we'll continue our Inside the Mind of an Entrepreneur series with a talk about dealing with social media. I'm Wade Cleveland. Thanks for listening. Talk soon.